Welcome to Sonic Artifacts. Today on our interview series, we sit down with Marcus Reeves of Reeves Electro Guitar Pedals. Reeves hand-builds some of the most desirable pedals on the boutique market in their own stylish and exacting way. As always, this is your host, Brian Shalemi, signing in from LA. And Max Braun from Brooklyn, New York. Marcus, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? No worries, guys. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be invited. For sure. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and where you're located? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm in the... Northamptonshire in the UK, which is kind of in the right in the centre of the UK, and um, I build point-to-point um, uh, hand-wired guitar pedals, mostly fuzz and range masters, um, without a circuit board. It's literally the components are connected from one component to the next, um, and um, people seem to be loving it. Yeah, I mean, your designs are are some of the crispest, tightest, and cleanest that I, that I've ever seen. I, I feel like that's pretty much echoed across the web. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, I, I mean, I've been building pedals for twenty odd years, you know, uh, for friends and local musicians and just myself and things, and um, and so I've kind of worked out what I like and what I don't like, and it's it's. It's taken quite a long time to get to, you know, the, the choices that I've made. Um, and there's a lot of influence along the way, you know. Um, I've taken a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and just come up with my own thing. And it seems to have been really super popular, which, you know, I'm grateful for. What would you say those things are that you said you like and that you don't like? I'm a I'm I'm a real old school guy, so I, I kind of like that that artistry that goes into things, you know, and the and the and the, the, the you know the the time served kind of um, design that you can see in something. You you just see a PCB with just tiny little dots kind of soldered and soldered into them by a machine, and it kind of loses any soul to me, you know, and. Um, yeah, I, I like to see something that's uh, that you know it's got a human aspect to how it's been made, really. Um, and I kind of echo that with the enclosures and all the other bits and pieces that, that come along with it. You know, um, it's all very, very handmade, but you know, obviously, hopefully, to you know, a decent high standard. Yeah, I was watching online some videos, and they were talking about how the inside of the pedal looks better than the outside, almost. Yeah. Well, it's it's like uh, it, 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 I, I kind of think it's like that uh, that chrome polished big block Chevy. You know, you've got under the hood. You know, it's there, um, and uh, that's all that that's really all that matters. You know, you, you know, you've got that mojo going on um, inside, and and it's like I say, it seems to have struck a chord with people. Um, I do the a, a, a custom color, but on the inside, people can pick a custom color. It's a it's an it's an extra option, you know. That's probably fifty percent of the orders come in, and people want a custom color. And so there's obviously a, a bunch of people that dig that kind of vibe and and want that that kind of thing going on. So, you know, um, yeah, I've got some pretty groovy colors as well. <laughs> yeah, you paint the inside of of the pedal yeah. box as well, which I've never I don't think I've ever seen that. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And because you know, I mean, you go on the internet and you you, you see uh, um, people talking about the gut shots of guitars and the, you know, really vibing off what they're seeing. Um, and I just thought, well, well, it actually is something I've done for quite a while. But I just, why not really go to town and spend as much time on the inside as you do on the outside? You know, so the the the, the two things are very different. The outside has got a very kind of rustic acid etched gunmetal kind of finish then um, you open it up on the inside and it's kind of this shiny pristine kind of you know world of wonder so uh that's that's you know it's like a flashy suit lining isn't it you know you've got your you've got your business suit bang a bit of lime green going on on the inside you know? right like the loud pattern yeah, yeah exactly i mean even the nos components that you use i mean the colors yeah. all match it's symmetrical i mean it's really yeah. even down to those kind of things is really i guess a level of detail that again i don't really know if anybody's matching you on that i feel it's as much an art piece as, as um as a as a functional i'm really into functional art 
Um, I, I, I come from a design background uh, as well as, you know, building pedals. Um, so I run a, a print uh, print studio for 15, 20 years. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that, that was my bread and butter for, well, yeah, 15, 20 years. Um, and being a musician was... Yeah. No, I had a bit of success, but it was really just a hobby. So um, this has kind of flipped that, and all those things have kind of, you know, come together to make this soup that I'm in at the moment, really. Do you have trouble finding the NOS uh, components? I mean, these kind of things? and It's mostly transistors the, the, uh, that are NOS. So um, I've, been, I've been pretty lucky um, um, to just come across some great stashes in the UK. I've got, um, yeah, quite a few stashed away. Um, and yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, oh, hell yeah. I had, I, I've, there's one, one, uh, pedal called the black hat sound, which I've actually had to discontinue cause I just cannot find the transistors. I, I bought a stash about five years ago thinking, yeah, 200, 200, I think I had about 250 of them, 300 maybe. So oh, that that's going to last me, you know, for donkey's years. Obviously, suddenly things have skyrocketed, and um, I've sold them all, and I can't for the life of me cannot find any more. So I've got to take some time to try and kind of tweak that circuit to see if I can use some other transistors in it. But at the moment, you know, that's the way it goes with um, old stock. You know. So I've got. Um, there's about eight thousand of a of one to yeah I've got about fifteen thousand transistors stashed Ooh. away at various times. Ready, so ready to go. <laughs> I got burnt with those ones. <laughs> I was like, right, let's get this sorted out. Yeah, so you'll, it's at the point where where you know you won't even release the pedal until you can find an equivalent to what you were using. It's a lesson I've learned. You know, like I say, I've been doing this for a long time, but there's still I'm still learning stuff. You know, because uh, yeah, that's that's something that I didn't really think about. You know, yeah, great. I've come up with a design. You know, I've got a hundred transistors. Brilliant. Let's sell it, and then you sell a hundred, well, fifty pedals to take two transistors, and then like, well, didn't really think that one through, did I? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've I've just yeah, I've jumped, I jumped on it as soon as I realised and um, and spent some spent some dollar, but it's got to be done. Yeah, and you still only started officially in 2019 with uh, this this company, so it's all pretty new. Well, when the pandemic hit, I, I'd been in um, the travel industry for about five, six years. I'd worked for a, quite a, 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 a medium sized UK travel um, company. Obviously, they've they literally just came to a grinding halt within two or three weeks. Lost that job. And it couldn't have worked any better because that was literally two weeks before the uh, that pedal show episode came out. That was the thing that really kind of started this off. I was made redundant, and then it, it's just been seamless almost. So um, hey, so it's a bit of a COVID success story in a way. I mean, you now you had the time to to meet yeah. all these orders and this insane demand because of the pedal show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I I, I, feel every, I feel blessed every day because, you know, let's be honest. There's a lot of people, you know, in a in a bad way about with with this whole thing going on. So um, there's there's lots of aspects of the of the pandemic that have worked in my favour. It's a double edged sword, really, because you know it's uh, it's it's some hard times. So uh, you know, I feel very very lucky that um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. And you had a pretty good story we were telling us before about um, you were about you were about to go on vacation when the pedal show <laughs> came out. If you could tell our listeners that that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, just a little rewind, really. I posted a, a gut shot up, um, I don't know, in March time, something like that. And uh, Brian Wampler from Wampler Pedals, um, he reposted it. And was just like, wow, you know, look at this. This looks great. And I was like, wow. I, and started a conversation with Brian. And then one of the guys from that pedal show um, spotted that and contacted me and said, send me some stuff. Send me some stuff, you know. And 
so I did, obviously, you know. And that was it. They, they featured it about a month later. When the episode went out, I was just about to go on vacation with my wife and um, I, I didn't see it and, you know, until a bit later, but we were driving up and literally my phone's just going ding, 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 all the way up. Like, what the hell's going on? And it was all these sales coming in. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, more like cha-ching, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I was just like, I, I said to my wife, you ain't going to see much of me for the next six months. <laughs> workshop. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have the, again, the lack of job because of the, you know, the pandemic, you have the time and, you know, yeah. you would have been, you would have been a way at work anyway. So it's all the same. Well, this I guess. Is it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was telling her. She, she, she was cool. You know, she's, she's had a good Christmas, so that's fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm see you're sitting in your, uh, your workshop here. So is that in your house? Uh, yeah, well, it's in the garden. Yeah, so um, literally everything about this is like some sort of fairy tale story. Because uh, two years ago, I said to myself, I, I need I need a workshop because I've got a few ideas and I want to just muck around trying this acid, acid you know, trying to do the acid etching properly. I've, I'd known all about it. I've done quite a bit of it, but I wanted to see if I could get it repeatable because it's a very unreliable process and I need somewhere to do. I can't just do it in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> badass stuff. You know, um, so two years ago, I built this built this workshop uh, down the end of our garden, and it's kind of just kind of grown internally. I've laid it out, you know, um, fairly sort of organically, really, as I, as I've needed things. And without doing that, not knowing that you know it was going to kick off, but without doing this, there's no way I could have kept up with the demand of everything that had happened afterwards so um yeah it's just been a series of decisions that i've made that have uh, that have just been really lucky you know and i don't you know that's something that i um i don't take for granted because it's just there's been a lot of luck everybody needs a bit of luck every now and again don't they especially now yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, if you could tell listeners a little bit more about the sketching and the acid for the outside of the box, that's really unique, another unique aspect besides the inside. Yeah. So, so you take a, a obviously the enclosures a plain metal, um, and uh, basically uh, I, I print a, a, what's known as a resist, resist or a mask onto them, um, and then drop drop them into the acid, and it eats away. Um, where the where the the, the resist uh, isn't, if you like, and then when the resist is washed off, it leaves that as the original metal, and and the pattern is is then in it, um, and uh, and then they're clear coated afterwards, and it's just a really um, really kind of industrial look, you know, um, but it's a it, it's it's tough to get consistent, you know. There's a lot of there's, there's a fair few guys around. Know, they do it, um, but they kind of tend to do one-off designs. Whereas I've picked a design and stuck with it, and um, yeah, managed to perfect. You know, it has to be temperature controlled. You know, because it because you have to heat the, the the not to get too technical, but you have to heat the acid up to a certain certain degree. And then, as soon as you start using it, the reaction makes the stuff hot, so you then have to cool it down. Um, so, you know, technically there's quite a lot of things to kind of take into consideration if you want to do it again and again and again. So, um, yeah, I've burned through a lot of enclosures in my time. Just go, oh no, that's no good. It's almost like your pedals, like you said, they have a rugged exterior cause you're stepping on them with your foot. Yeah. Um, and then you open up the box. It's almost like a, like almost like a flower unfolding with all the colors uh, and the, yeah, yeah like the beautiful that. layout on the inside. It's, it's quite a, quite a wonderful, very thought out and thorough way to approach this that again uh the level of detail um how do you keep yourself sane with all these orders um you work completely by yourself as well yeah absolutely uh, it start to finish everything's done um I, i'm lucky that i've got a beautiful garden so that's one thing i'm you, you know i can i can just kind of look out and there it is it's it, you know it's, uh, these things are quite important really uh, but not music you know i've got i've got my rig set up and, uh, you know, I'm just, it, it's cranked a lot of the time. But um, I seem to have the aptitude for long periods of very intense concentration. 
Um, I, I, I just, I'll literally, I'll get in here at 8 a.m. Then 6 p.m. rolls around, my wife gets home, and I'm like, oh, is that the time? So, yeah, it's just something I love. I, I don't find it at all difficult. Yeah, bad days every now and again, but no, I love it. So it, that that kind of keeps me going, really. That's amazing. I wish I had a, a garden and a shop in my garden. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it, oh, man. Honestly, I mean, I've been doing, like, as I said, I've been doing this 20-odd years. And, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, d- building in kitchens and in, you know, in dining rooms and on makeshift tables and all that stuff. So I've been through the pain and to be sat here with, all my components, you know, proper a shop that's just built just to build pedals is like, well, you know, it's like Nirvana for me. No, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, I've tried to do some guitar builds, and I'm in my kitchen in my Brooklyn apartment, and it's such a pain in the ass. I have to clean oh, yeah. up between each meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. It takes as long to uh, to actually get set up to start, and it does to actually do the job sometimes, and that. It's a real demotivator, you know, to actually have to like get everything laid out and sorted out. So, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel your pain, man. Yeah. So you say you've been doing this like twenty years. What was uh, what were you doing twenty years ago? Like, what made you start? What was the first thing you built? Ah, well, um, it was a it was a um, color sound fuzz, and it was called the Big Knob. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, just. I, I'd, the thing that really made me go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to build a pedal. Is I'd found this old radio in a in a in a junk shop, and then it had the most enormous uh, control knob on it, and I thought, oh, that would look so cool on a pedal. And that that was re- that was literally the thing that started at me going, I, l- <laughs> I love the look of this Bakelite control knob. I need to build a pedal. Um, and back then. The, the information about these things was, you know, the internet was in its infancy and, you know, the, there wasn't the schematics and the, and the blogs and the websites and the guy, you know, it's, it's all there now, but 20 years ago it was, you know, it was pretty hard fought um, information. And I, I don't recall how I came across the information actually, um, but yeah, and that was it. And I, I, I gigged that pedal for, for years. Um, but it, that kind of got me into the, into the whole bug of doing it. It's mostly with kits and things. And I just kind of, um, yeah, that was it really. I just started building and started building. People come to me and say, you know, I want one of these or want two pedals in one and that whole thing, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, I never, never thought it would be a living because I, I always under, you know, I was like doing it for your friends. You just do it for, for mates rates don't you so um um and and you know barter and you know i'd swap stuff and swap services a a guy that i know um services my tube amps um i used to often build him stuff because you know i was broke and i needed to get my amp fixed and you know you know how it works um yeah now i'm making a living at it hey who'd have thought you know, going into it, you know, again, everything's pretty laid out. You had an idea, and I, th- I really think you're, now that I know we have you have a design background, it really seems informed in that way. Yeah, I mean, there was lots of detours on the way. I, I got into a there's a there's a genre of electronics called circuit bending, um, which is you kind of take old keyboards and um, yeah, anything that's got some electronic sound making device, and then just kind of take it and tweak it to do weird freaky stuff and and that's kind of very much more like an art school thing and you get guys doing um performance pieces with the circuit bent um stuff with um and uh, there was a guy there's a guy called uh, peter vogel um and he kind of uh, took that and then went right. I'm going to take synthesizer circuits, and he and, and he would build these circuits, no boards, and they're just they're in a frame. And I mean, he's had he's had exhibitions of his stuff all around the world, 
um, and it's just it point to point synthesizers. But things like you'd walk close to it and they, it, it would start to make noise, and you walk. It did one this one thing that's uh, like ten meters long, and as you walk along past it, all these different sounds come out because uh, it's got proximity sensors and all sorts of things, and they're beautiful to look at, but kind of interactive as well. Yeah, Peter Vogel. Um, anybody who's interested, Google him, and um, you'll see what I mean. It's difficult to describe, but his pieces are just incredible to look at, and that was a big influence on me. Um, so as I said earlier on, you know, there's lots of things that have come in that have kind of made me think, I like that. I'm, you know, pocket that and I'm keeping that idea. And then eventually there's some point where I apply it. We all do that, I think, to one degree or another. In the, the world of all the pedal companies that are out there, obviously everyone's got to, you know, kind of do their own thing to stand out. And I feel yeah. like yeah. your design background and the way you're approaching it with this functional art angle is very unique. You know, obviously people are responding very well to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of very cool people out there that are doing some uh, some amazing things. Um, and and as you get to know the boot, or as I've got to know the boutique builders over there, and there's kind of a little bit of a, the, the boutique thing is um, has been hijacked a little bit, you know, by uh, some of the bigger companies. And um, you know, I want to try and claim it back, really, because it's it's a it it, it is a thing, you know. It's a, it's a guy in his shed in his garden building the pedals from start to scratch that's what it that's what it should be you know um but uh, as i was saying there's a lot of guys with that that really do build their character uh into their pedals um i mean i don't know whether you've heard of uh, of a company called or builder called r2r electric yes um, yes we've yeah. we've actually interviewed them um but it's yeah it's very similar you know one guy in hollywood apartment doing that's the thing really, yeah but his his stuff has really got his own vibe and he's, he's put his own kind of mojo into these things um and then you've got somebody like um seeker electric effects as well and again he kind of puts his own thing into them um and uh a really great example actually is a is a company called blackstrap electric um and he does this uh, range called the Old Pal range. And these things, like they look on the inside and the outside, like they've been through the war. You know, they've been they've been buried and they've been dug up again and made to work with bits of tape and da-da-da. Obviously, they're really soundly made, but you just look at them and they look like they've just been through hell. And they've oh, wow. been inside and out, you know. Right. Um, and uh, and that's his that's his thing, you know. So there are some very cool builders making things that are, you know, full of character and not just kind of like a PCB, you know, populated with stuff and put in. You know, it's like some builders; they kind of they produce their own kit to make up and build and sell, you know. And and that's fine. There's a as well as builders having their own character, obviously people that buy these things have their own character and their own likes as well. And my stuff, you know, is, is uh, attractive to a certain, you know, type of guitar player. There's other guitar players that like um, JHS or Wampler or anything like that with a much cleaner, much more technical kind of uh, PCB layout. And, you know, they're both, they're, they've all got their merits, you know, because I can't build a, you know, a digital delay, can I? <laughs> right, right, with these methods. I mean, so you're, you know, is there a reason why you went with fuzz uh, as, as the, uh, kind of your main pedal? Uh, yeah, because I, I, I love fuzz, to be honest, um, and they are quite simple, and I like the simple designs. Um, they, obviously, as they become more complicated, they're more difficult to build. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously as I've only been, because I've been doing this, you know, 18 months or so, um, there's a, there's an element of finding your way as far as pricing things are concerned and what the market will take. And, you know, cause I've got to, you know, I've got to look at this from, you know, that hard kind of aspect of it of being a business as well as, you know, doing something. You know, creative, and they've got a, they've got a balance. You know, um, so there is a point where I thought I can't 
really justify spending three days building one. Well, I could, I guess, but uh, building one pedal and charging for three days because that's uh, that would be a lot. But mm-hmm. I'm slowly feeling my way on. I've got some more complicated designs that I'm uh, that I'm planning. And who knows, you know, I might end up building a digital delay one day. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's just, I suppose the fuzz is just kind of feeling the way with, um, with what people want. But I love fuzz. Who doesn't? You know, right, right. Well, I feel like that's more of, like you said, the character, the personality of the builder. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 exactly. What's the, uh, if I, if we, if you can tell us, it's not a secret, what other designs are you working on? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, a, a dual overdrive, um, which is a, a tweed, uh, it's called the Leo. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a tweed, it's a boosted tweed, basically. Um, and that is, because uh, I love tweed amps. That's, that's, that's what I use, that's what I've used for years. And that's, yeah, that's going to be something special. Um, well, they, they would, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that on that. Um, and then there's uh, a, a more fully featured versions of the two pedals that I do at the moment. And um, so there's a, a Lux Master, which is a Range Master, but it's got, uh, um, you can switch in and out. Basically, you can alter the settings and switch in and out whichever options you've altered sort of thing. So you can have, it's like two pedals in one, really. So two Range Masters in one, you know, you, set it to high gain and then set it to low gain and choose between those two i suppose just tweaks of the pedals that i've got um then there's another i found these um, amazing uh transistors made in oh, i was going to show you but obviously um you're the only guys that are going to see this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they've uh so the, the the date code is uh the 5th of august uh 1979 i've got about uh Six, uh, yeah, about six thousand of those, and um, they're uh, they are beautiful, beautiful transistors. So I'm going to be doing a building a tone bender um, fuzz uh, with those, and a few other things that I've kind of got in my head, but yeah, I'm not sure yet. So um, I'm taking a break in about a month or so um, from building orders and producing batches um, to kind of sit down for a few weeks and design the new pedals really and get them really nailed and get a, a, a you know get something definite on them because I've just not had the time since uh, since uh, July last year I've just been keeping up with orders and it's it's fantastic but frustrating all the same because people are saying oh what else you got what else you got you know and I'm like well nothing at the moment really <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you have to build it like you said you're by yourself i mean i mean you yeah. even drill the holes in the in the boxes for all the everything literally everything i get all the components in um and it's a it's a it's a labor of love right from the start and um it, it take to be honest i spend as much time on the enclosures as i do actually populating the circuits in them um uh, it's uh, yeah yeah it's it's actually pretty tough to build to 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 there's a lot of considerations that you probably don't realize when you see the finished item um that you have to you know, have to take into consideration they have to be masked twice um I'll, I'll, i won't bore you with all that stuff but yeah there's a lot there's a lot going yeah on. no I, I mean i can imagine i mean speaking with chris from r2r he was saying he used to do the custom colors in the boxes and he's since outsourced yeah. that part of the uh process yeah um just because like, like you said the time and you know you need to be able to work on new things too as part of the business model Absolutely, he said he yeah. was also in his shower doing it <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds rough oh, yeah yeah well I, i've yeah i mean i just built a uh, um uh, an extractor booth in in the workshop now um because um you know i started doing them outside to begin with and obviously that's not a not an ideal situation and um yeah, you just have to kind of do whatever you've got to do. Um, but Chris is a really, is a great guy, real, really, um, intuitive about what he does and, yeah. um, so, so passionate. I, I don't know where he, he, um, gets his energy for finding all these parts and building all this stuff because that, that, that's, that's the flip side is that 
I, I use uh, uh, new old stock transistors, but the rest of my parts I buy, I'm very selective, but they're all new. Okay, so the, 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 the capacitors and the resistors I use are, um, are new. But Chris, he has to source these things. And, um, you know, that's half of your time spent sourcing the things and then testing them because they drift a lot over the years and things. So, um, man, I'll, yeah, fair play to the guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you too with the acid sketching and, you know, the whole thing. So, I mean, you guys have your own um, – pick your own poison, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, the pedals sound great. I was looking at some uh, some demos on your Instagram as well. It looks like you had um, kind of a slide guitar that was made out of a board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. It sounded phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, so um, uh, one of the one of the bands to, that uh, I've had the, the pleasure of being involved in was, uh, was like a hobo blues thing. Um, I don't know how popular uh, C6 Steve is over in the States, but he's, he's I a, don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a Mississippi kind of guy. Um, it literally lived life on the streets, um, you know, for a long, long time. And he's kind of came over to Europe in his um, uh, late 50s, um, and he just blew up on the festival scene over here, and he plays these handmade instruments that he's made out of broomsticks and hubcaps and all that kind of stuff. And um, that really caught my attention. And um, I started making these things as well. Um, I love blues. Um, And I just went out and started gigging it. And this thing that I had was just a piece of driftwood, um, literally with a string on it and a pickup. And it just sounds, it sounds nasty. You know, and uh, through your fuzz pedal, it sounds, I mean, yeah, insane. Exactly. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That was great. Um, so, um, but yeah, check out C6 Steve. Um, he's, uh, he's quite a dude. He is quite a dude. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Um, can you tell our listeners what the difference between a fuzz face and just a fuzz is? Um, okay, yeah. So, fuzz face uh, is, um, it was the kind of the, the one that started it all, really. Um, there's a little, I won't go into the story behind where the circuit came from, but um, it's uh, it's the most simple circuit that um, basically just one transistor overloading another transistor, and it gets to the point where the, the transistor can't take anymore, so it just cuts off some of the signal. Uh, the top parts of the signal, and that's why you get this broken kind of gnarly tone. And uh, it reacts very, very um, – well, it's very reactive to your guitar volume. And that's the difference, really, with a fuzz face. You turn your guitar volume down, and it, and it gets kind of clean, um, but still keeps its volume, whereas if you don't have the fuzz on, when you turn your guitar down, obviously you lose volume. Whereas um, things like a big muff or a tone bender or those kind of fuzzes, they're just kind of brutal, kind of there's no real subtlety subtlety to them, which is a thing. You know, we all love, you know, brutal fuzz. You know, we all like to doom every now and again, don't we? So, um, yeah. (laughs) uh, But, yeah, that's the kind of the way I see it. The the, the fuzz face has got a lot more... um, flexibility to it if you if you you know if you play it with your guitar volume oh that's really cool i didn't realize that that that, that was the particular difference that's yes awesome. good to know that's cool so it's a little more the face fuzz face is a little more sophisticated in that uh, yeah it can be i mean uh, obviously it, it's all it's nine components um so you change one component uh the value of one component and it can make a massive difference to the sound that's why it's kind of been this that's why there's so many people make a fuzz face because you can really sculpt it as a pedal builder. You can really make it sound different. Um, it's like, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're cooking a soup, if it's got three ingredients, you change one of those ingredients, it's going to make a big difference. If you've got 20 ingredients, it's, it's not going to make that much, that much of a change, you know? So the fuzz face, yeah, there's so many different kind of, uh, um, iterations of it um, because yeah just simple changes make all the difference and that's I think why it's had so much longevity um, and it's a player's pedal 
it really is a player's pedal, you know, because um, you can get so much out of it by by rolling your volume off. You can get all the tones you need from clo from from clean through an over through a, a really sparkly overdrive to distortion, right up to flat out fuzz. You know, just on your volume. You don't need any other pedals. How does that relate to like uh, the Gibson Maestro fuzz? You know, made famous by Keith Richards. Like, is that in the same? Yeah, no, the Maestro is is a completely different. Well, not completely different, but it's it's kind of laid out slightly differently. And and no, that that if you turn your volume down on that, it just stops. It literally just the transition gates and it stops. So that's yeah. This, this is what I'm saying. It's it's it, that the Maestro is a great thing, but it's a it's kind of like a one trick pony. You know, if you want that tone, brilliant, great, that's it. But whereas with the fuzz face, you, you can really play with it. Now I want a fuzz face. I've never had one. Yeah, yeah, me too, to be honest. <laughs> the other thing is, it's like, um, you know, fuzz face is like Frank Zappa, you know, where do you dive in? It's right. uh, because there's so many different different kind of versions, you know, you might dive in and, and like get stuck going, oh, I don't know, no, that, you know, so many people get a fuzz face that doesn't suit them and it's put them off. Don't like fuzz, you know. Whereas it, 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 some people might like a germanium, you know, bias really cold, so it's very spitty and dark. Um, other people might like a, 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 a silicon fuzz face that's biased quite hot and it's very smooth and uh, and silky and plays, you know, has that kind of violin kind of tone. Um, so, yeah, you, I think if you're going to dive into fuzz face, the first thing is really think about what you want, what you play, how you play, what you like, and then just um, just have a quick Google, get on YouTube, see what because there's so many different versions of it. Um, but there's always a fuzz face for you, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have a few variations, so you're kind of covering some all those bases, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I don't really do germanium mm-hmm. um, because. Um, I sell uh, all, all around the world, and they do they do suffer with temperature, you know. So in hot climates, they they can get to the point where the transistors don't even open; they don't they don't turn on because they're so hot. Um, and because it's just me, um, you know, I haven't got time to deal with you know people that might misunderstand why it's not working properly. Um, you know, if you if you're if you're out in um, you know, somewhere that's really hot, and it's it's, I'm I'm here in you know in England, and um, usually my skin tone is kind of pale blue, you know, because <laughs> it just doesn't this is not warm here. Um, so you know, you get you get um, yeah, it's just yeah. So I do silicone, and uh, that's much more stable. Um, but within that, there's still a, a huge variation of. Uh, tonality so yeah what about the, the range masters of germanium uh transit uh transistor isn't it no i i've i've built a a, tra- a, a, a silicon one oh, okay gotcha. um, but, they're, but they're they're very it is that is more um that's really selective about the the transistors that go in it so i've uh, yeah i've i've got some that i that work and i've actually got an r2r range master here and uh you know, I AB'd them, and his is very much warmer and thicker. But, yeah, they're pretty close. Cool. We did, cool. We did a trade just to see. You know, we were, we were kind of uh, – I get on quite well with Chris. And, um, yeah, we we just we were curious about how our range masters were, so we just kind of did a swap. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I mean, everything nice. I've heard is – Yeah, yeah, just like the community helping. It's not competitive, yes. you know what I mean? Can you tell us about that experience? Because you're fresh to it, uh, you know, well-received, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's just super cool. It's I, I've never really come across. Um, uh, I've been in business, you know, on and off throughout my entire life, and um, <sighs> businessmen are usually they're usually not nice people. You know, <laughs> I was trying to think. I was I was, was going to swear then. Uh, but uh, that you know, you don't get places without stepping on people in most businesses. Um, but the pedal business, and you know, generally, 
um, amps as well. Um, everybody just seems to be like just super cool and really open and ready to help. You know, if you if you if you're stuck with something, um, you know, I've had so much help looking for um, stocks of these transistors that I run out of. Um, haven't found any, but the the point is that you know, um, yeah, and and you'd think it's um, it's against your best interests to reach out and help a competitor, um, but it's you know you're all riding the same wave, the way I see it, and uh, and you know um, you're just building the building the um, the vibe really, so. Um, yeah, I get it, but it's, it's it is super cool. I I've never experienced anything like it. So long may it continue. This is just kind of it's just like a side question. Kind of what guitars do you play in your shop when you're testing out your wares? Um, yeah, I've got okay. So my um, uh, my main squeeze is a a, a stock a USA Tele. Uh, with a maple board, um, I've got a, uh, a Strat um, of unknown origin. <laughs> I'm not excited. <laughs> well, it's a Fender, but it, um, it's 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 just completely battered. Most of the decals disappeared, so I couldn't tell you where it came from. Mm. Um, and a Les Paul. That's what I voice everything with. It's a fairly newish, so uh, 2007. Not not a brilliant one, but it uh, it kind of. Um, well, no, it's a, it's a great guitar, but you know, as far as Les Pauls go, it's 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 mediocre. You know, um, that's what I use to voice the guitars. That's kind of the three staples, isn't it? Really, yes, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, so, if they if they sound if they sound right with those, then um, as as good as it needs to be for me. So, um, but yeah, my my real squeeze is a Telly. I'm a Telly player. Telly and a, and a Tweed Deluxe, I'm in heaven, you know. Oh, wow. And all the pedals are getting tested through that Deluxe, so I'm sure yeah. that helps. Uh. Well, I, funnily enough, I've, the Deluxe, I, I, I check them through a Deluxe. I've got a, a, an old Roland transistor amp as well, which I which – because I, that is brutal. It, you, you can't get away with anything with a transistor amp. It, it doesn't smooth anything out like a – you know, it's not kind of that um, – that that tubey goodness that it kind of sprinkles on stuff, transistor amp tells it as it is, you know. And um, so uh, if it sounds good in that, it's going to sound great through the tube amp, you know. So um, that's my theory, anyway. Yeah, you have the single coil, the humbucker. You got tube. You got uh, you know solid state to really cover the basis of what your customers are going to be working with. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not one of these kind of techie guys who goes in with the oscilloscope and you know, um, and, and checks the waveform and says, yeah, that's okay. Um, I'm all about the ears. It seems to be that, you know, my ears agree with what everybody else likes. You know, if I start getting all techie with it and going and checking all the other things, it's taking, I found the formula. I'm going to stick with that. That's the way I see it. That's great. That's great, man. I mean, uh, do you feel like the pedal scene is different in the UK versus the rest of the world? Does it just all feel like a global market? Um, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe 20 years ago before the internet and, and or, you know, Zoom and, you know, I'm, I'm this is crazy. I'm sitting here talking to guys in, in Brooklyn and 20 years ago, this would have been something out of Star Trek. <laughs> isn't it? So, sure. um, yeah, it's pretty global. Um yeah, there's small differences, I think, but generally people just like they just like to plug into an amp and go wild. Really, that's what it's about, isn't it? Um, especially with the pandemic, I think um, it's a it's a it's a great release for people, um, and I think that's because you talk to well, you've been talking to a lot of pedal builders. They'll all say the same that you know it's it's been like Christmas for a year. Uh, because guys are stuck, guys and girls as well, everybody, generic guys are stuck at home and they're not going out to restaurants. They're not drinking, well, they, you know, they're not going out to, to gigs and drinking beers and all that sort of stuff. So they've got a little bit of dispense, uh, you know, uh, some income rattling around. Um, 
you know, spend it on some pedals, you know, that's yeah. Uh, pedals are small. You can use them in your apartment, change all the sound of all your guitars, uh, you know, and it's, it's a couple hundred bucks versus, you know, thousand dollars for a new guitar or whatever it ends yeah, up being. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, people, you got spare, spare a lot of spare time. And I suppose it's a double edged sword because there, there are obviously, you know, people with spare time and no, no income anymore. So, um, you know, I guess we've got to, we've got to consider that side of things as well. So it is a, you know, a tough, uh, a tough place to be, but it's just a great outlet playing guitar. It really is, you know, yeah, you know what it's like. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I love, we're both musicians. So, I mean, that's where this, you know, this comes from a uh, love of love and addiction of equipment. It's trying to share all of our knowledge and everything we've learned and what we see, what we find and, you know, great, awesome people like yourself who are adding to the aftermarket renaissance, as I like to say on Sonic artifacts that we're currently living in. And what is the best way to get your pedals? Cause I know, um, you know, you have a similar problem as, as, as R2R where these drops happen, they sell out fast. Yeah. Uh, there's such a demand cause you know, they're so awesome. Um, obviously I've got a mailing list, just drop onto my website, um, which is uh, Reeves electro dot co dot uk um and uh, join up on the mailing list i don't spam people just i send the, the information that you want you know when the next pedals are going to be dropped um you know if there's any discounts what the new products are going to be basically so um i try and give a couple of weeks notice of when the next the next dates are um and um yeah that's it and they do man they sell i, I just absolutely cannot believe um how quickly they sell i mean the last batch of 10 black hat sounds um 37 seconds wow uh, what yeah wild wild oh it's just it's just a ride man and um and you know i just wish i could build them quicker because i get you know, I do get emails from people saying, oh, man, I missed out again, you know, really frustrated, and it's um, it is tough. So I, it may be a case in the future that um, when I release a batch, I'll keep the wait list open for maybe half an hour after the batch is sold so that people can then go on and, and, and place a, a back order, um, which, you know, it may be a 70-day wait list on that, but uh, they'll, they'll, at least they'll secure something. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling away with this, you know, as, as things, uh, as things go forward. So, um, but yeah, get on the mailing list. Um, and, um, yeah, sharpen it, make sure your internet connection is fast. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're moving folks. Any, uh, any, any plans for, um, an apprentice in the future, any way to help oh, you out? Or, um, I mean, I guess the whole point is that you do everything yourself. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, um, not at the moment. It's funny. I, I had this conversation with uh, with Brian Wampler actually. Actually, chat a fair bit. He he's um, he did an episode. Of, well, he did a he did one of a YouTube feature on one of my pedals, um, which also you know, um, caused another spike in sales. Oddly, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I, you know, he was saying you know it really is genuinely boutique because it's not scalable, and I think that's. That's awesome. And he, he pointed out something and said that, that that's something that people are probably going to, you know, um, sort of subconsciously investing in um, because they can see it's not scalable and it's never going to become this big corporate kind of thing because you can't get a machine to do this. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of it. And that goes actually back to the art angle as well. You yeah. know, these individual art pieces um, that you can't yeah. just replicate them. I mean, I, I've, um, yeah, I mean, saying, uh, saying that that's absolutely true, you know, and, um, I'm actually planning at some point, probably, yeah, probably third quarter this year, sort of towards, um, September, um, to do some limited edition actual art pieces framed. Uh, actually, this is a first for you guys because I've not told anyone about this. Um, so, uh, they'll, they'll literally be, circuits in a, um, in a mahogany frame okay um, that you can plug they'll, they'll go on your wall but you'll be able to play them there'll be an input and output jack and a battery uh, but the circuits will be laid out there's a schematic um, which is the classic fuzz face schematic 
it's it's almost like a piece of art in itself. Um, so what I'm going to do is absolutely replicate replicate the actual schematic um, that was uh, that was produced by Dallas Arbiter um, in a frame, working, plug it in, you know, and play. play the quarter thing. inch jacks on each side of the frame. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, completely. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's something, and that will be a limited edition of ten. Um, those things, yeah, that, those seems even more limited, and that more higher demand for those even more. Uh, that's yeah. that's an that's an amazing idea. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's not really something that I've um, kind of thought out, out on a commercial basis. It's just something I really want to do because I think it would just be so cool. You, know, you should have an art show. You should have it in a gallery. You got to get, well, make, you know, that, that, that should be the goal there. That's amazing. That's, um, I mean, as I said, you know, the, the, the whole thing, as I mentioned earlier on about Peter Vogel, mm-hmm. um, is very much, um, and yeah, you should definitely check the guy out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's very much an influence on me. So, um, yeah, once I've, um, kind of got this thing worked out, you know, because I'm just feeling my way here, you know, after, after, you know, 12 months of doing it, it, there is going to become a point when I want to look at other things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Because why not? You know, I'm, I'm doing what I love now and I genuinely love it. Um, so I'm just going to carry on doing that. And that's one of the things that I want to do. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really exciting. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, they've never heard that before. So, I mean, that's uh, a lot of innovation and thought and quality and clarity, I think, in, in what you're trying to do here. So, it's super exciting to have you on the show. Really appreciate you coming on. No, no, I, I've enjoyed it, man. It's been, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a privilege. I, I really, really enjoy the show and I, all power to you guys. And, uh, um, and I hope it just goes on from strength to strength. Oh, thank so, you so uh, much. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate that. And, um, you know, the same goes for you, you know, remember you can always take a walk in that garden and, uh, (laughs) you know, blow up some steam with the cats. Okay. Thank you for asking me guys. You take it easy. Have a good night. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy your night. Yeah. Take care guys. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you very much, Marcus Reeves and Reeves Electro for taking the time and sitting down with us. Be sure to check out Reeves Electro's links for all the latest on his releases and upcoming pedal drops. And don't forget to sign up for his mailing list. Otherwise, you'll miss out on his sales drops. Yep. And he was saying, even if you do, you can get um, on the back order. Uh, So, you know, there's a chance for you. And that concludes this week's edition of our interview series here at Sonic Artifacts. Remember to please hit subscribe on your favorite streaming platform and catch us every Tuesday for the best deals of affordable vintage music equipment in Los Angeles and New York City. This is your host, Brian Schlemme, signing off from LA. And Max Braun signing off from Brooklyn. Till the next one.